you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello. Happy New Year. 2022 seems to be off to some start. Um, but with our housewives, as always, there's always a little bit of drama that we can always count on. Let's start with OC. I mean, what better way to start off the year than a threat or a promise, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, I actually felt like Heather took a page from Erica Girardi's book or Erica Jane, cause it did kind of remind me of like when Sutton said, are you threatening me? And she's like, no, that's a promise. Um, but I am actually glad Heather stood her ground and put Shannon in her place so quickly because I feel like Heather is like aware of Shannon's ways. And Shannon always tries to paint herself as the victim, regardless of whether she's in the wrong or not. And so I kind of liked that Heather was quick to be like, I've heard everyone's story. I really don't need to hear any more about it. You messed up and I'm letting you know as a warning, if you do it again, it's not going to end well for you. I, I don't know. I loved that. Like I was not expecting fancy pants to have like a mob side to her. <laughs> you know what was weird though? When she had Terry come over and sit down like that to me felt just very awkward. And her strange. moods swing very quickly. I've like seen it. Like she'd be like, oh yeah, I love that. This is fun. I'm like, what? Uh, you were just like livid and threatening somebody with like a lawsuit five minutes ago. Yes. It's very, it was interesting. I just, I think about this if, in my own life, if, you know, let's say you made a claim about Kyle's work and stuff. I don't know that I would be like, okay, now you need to apologize to Kyle. Like if you did that on your own organically or however you want to do it, that's fine. I, I just think it's funny. It's like classic housewives to me. I do think it's like, she really didn't even give Shannon a chance. Cause I'm sure Shannon, like she tried to reach out, you know, to Heather and Heather shut her down. And so I did feel like it was kind of funny. She didn't even give her a chance. And she's like, you need to apologize to Terry. And Heather was just like, I, oh, Shannon's like, I would very much like that. Like it was just, I don't know. I kind of enjoyed seeing Shannon like squirm squirm. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, she, got away with kind of being the bully last year. And I hate using that word because someone's gonna be like, it's not bullying, but you know what I mean? She got away with being kind of the mean girl without having to face the music. And it's like, if you're going to play this role and it's seeming like you're playing it, you're going to have to buck up a little bit. Buck up buttercup. Um, all right. (laughs) What if I tagged you in a promotional (laughs) photo? (laughs) Like the whole 
this whole fight is so dumb. And this is like classic two new housewives that don't really know how to make good drama. I'm like, if this is what you two are going to go off of. And this is your feud. You're not going to have a long tenure here on this franchise. No, I mean, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. It was so dumb and it just felt staged and confusing. And Noella, I mean, as we've all seen, and this is going to be like my take on Noella, she's doing the most in the worst ways. And given everything that we've seen on social media, it just feels very bullshit-y. And so I'll give Jen Armstrong a little bit of that. Um, We'll get to that point particularly, but she just seems to be doing the most. Like, I'm just like, girl, stop. And then Jen, it's like, "Mm, stop. (laughs) Both of you just stop. They're both just trying so hard. I honestly think the best thing for one another, like... (laughs) If they could have watched that episode before filming the rest of the season, be like, we just need to not be around each other. This is not good TV. No one's going to like it. And we're going to both end up fired. Let's, let's form our own little groups and like have our own thing going because the two of them, it was just so forced. And like you said, Noella is doing the most. I think it's funny that she keeps calling Jen thirsty. Noella to me screams thirsty. Like everything she's doing is such a production. The whispering to, to that Emily. was so weird because Emily was talking in a normal voice. Right. It was just, she was like, can we whisper? It's like better for my voice. I was like, this is really, really bizarre. I, I thought that was really weird. If your throat hurts that bad, don't invite somebody over. Like it probably hurts to talk, take a break. I mean, I would have appreciated if she like just wrote it down and just had a conversation <laughs> that way. Like that's like <laughs> some perform, oh like God. a performance I would giggle at at least. At least that would entertain me. But yeah, she's doing way too much. Um, And then we get the DeBros a peek into their freaking suite. That bathroom's like the size of my bedroom. I mean, I was thinking, I love how everything's hidden. I was thinking about that for you as you're building a house. Like, because like, it's always hard to have all of your like, your skin stuff, your hair stuff, your makeup, and you want it all in your bathroom, but it's like, you don't want to put it on all these drawers. You want it to be accessible. I loved that. It was like, they just like pulled up this thing and there it all was. Uh, I think Terry just gave us a like glimpse into like the fountain of youth. Did you see how many vitamins that man takes? (laughs) I was like a horse. Like it was funny to me, them talking about um, the horse races that Gina and (laughs) and, uh, the DeBros then attend, but yeah, no, so many vitamins. I also was like, dude, we got to hook you up with the circular pill dropper. I granted yeah. you have more pills than what I have, but the circular one is nice and smaller. And well, he's using like two or three of them. I was like, God, that's got to be a that's lot. A lot. <laughs> that's a lot. But it probably keeps his mind sharp, I guess, trying to remember it all. But there were so many. And I love that production. The cameramen were like zooming in where they mm-hmm. could to kind of give us a sense of what all of that was. I mean, I wanted to screenshot it and then create my own vitamin routine. But then I also realized he's quite a bit old. He's like in his 60s. So maybe we don't need to be taking that many vitamins. But, you know, write it down, people. This could be your uh, vitamin uh, supplement routine as you get older. I also really want to say for Heather, there's a lot of about her that I don't necessarily love. I think she is overly showy with her money, which like I've always felt like people who truly are rich, like don't broadcast it the way she does. Like you just walk into their house and you're like, Oh damn, this is rich, rich. Like, I don't need you to like, tell me to pet your towel drawer that's warmed. But I do think she's a really good mom. And you saw that with her daughter, the way she felt so open coming out about being bisexual, the way that 
like Heather supported her. I don't know. I just thought that was a really sweet, like touching moment. And I think sometimes we forget that these women really are moms at the end of the day. And so I, I just, I enjoyed that moment. Yeah. And it was very relatable. I mean, you and I, before we started recording, we're just talking about doctor's appointments and all the things that we tend to absorb as moms and women um, for that matter. And it's a lot to kind of keep track of everyone and to keep, keep everyone going. And it's the mental load of it all is stressful. So I, I at least am glad that her children seem to understand the family calendar that they have. Like no one was resistant to it. Um, her son was like, it's on the calendar. So I, I appreciate that. I thought it was, it was a relatable view of Heather. And I think if we see more of her children on there, I think that's what's going to like make Heather more likable. Oh, I completely agree. I also think she has four kids that are like teenagers. So I'm like, oh God, like you probably do need a family calendar to keep track of everything. And they're all in like different schools. That to me, like that's rich people problems too. When it's like the kids are going to like all their own different schools because they're all going to private, like, you know, single sex schools or single gender. Um, and, or is it, I never know. Somebody's going to DM me. I, I should look that up. I know there's a difference, but anyway, um, they all have different schedules. Like that to me would be so stressful having like kids at four different schools. Beyond, beyond. I mean, and you know, their spring breaks aren't going to line up. No, I mean, it's a lot. It's, it's a, lot. a lot. So I have, I have sympathy for, um, okay. Let's talk about our new favorite friendship. I, everyone kind of like was saying like, this is all they were looking forward to. I think the main reason why I love it is they're both so like normal and aware about it. Like Gina was like rolling her eyes and like making a face about that guy who said he bet a million dollars on a horse one time. Like, I just kind of love that they're both like each other's like yin and yang and balance each other out. No, I think their friendship is, it seems truthfully like very genuine and you can see like how quickly that they clicked. Like I, I really enjoyed it. I think they're really um, a fun friendship. It reminds me of like, I'm trying to think of like, not Lucy and Ethel, but I'm trying to think of like a parent where there's like, yes, yes. Like opposites, but in like the best way they balance each other. Like one makes the other a little bit more humble and like humble and and the other one makes the other one like a little bit more um, confident and like take control of their life. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I also think Grace and Frankie are just ultimate friend goals. Yes, a thousand percent. And if you've not watched Grace and Frankie and have no idea what we're talking about, get put it in your Netflix queue and you'll love it. It's 30 minutes. You'll I always think about watching it. It makes me excited to get older because there's so much more to live. And yeah. Anyways, we can go on and on about Grace and Frankie. And it makes me secretly hope that our husbands are having an affair right now. (laughs) And so that in 40 years, we'll be in a beach house and just living our best life. Could you imagine? That would be wild. That would be be so wild, wild especially if it did happen and be like, you talked about that on a podcast a while ago, Abby. You manifested (laughs) this. Wow. That would be shocking. That would be on. Okay. Um, (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening to that. Uh, yeah, so back to Noella. She's doing too much. Jen is like sniffing it out. And it's like, I smell bullshit. Emily is being like very level-headed, which I appreciate. I feel like Emily this season, a lot of people are like, Emily, I don't get her. She's a little boring. Emily, I feel like is not quite on the scale of Gina in terms of popularity and, you know, really saying what we're all thinking, but I appreciate her approach of being like very level-headed about it all and not quick to jump 
unless mm-hmm. you want to whatever that fight was with Nicole James, she'll go off. On oh, yeah. I well, I mean, she was kind of like called chubby, so I get her for jumping on that. I I'm really appreciating Emily this season, just trying to be like a nice person and be like be there for people. Like she's not really picking a side when it comes to. Noella and Jen, even though like Noella was kind of talking shit, she was just kind of like, okay, like didn't really confirm it. Didn't necessarily stand up for Jen. Like she just kind of was like, you need a vent. I'm going to let you vent. She's being there for her, being a good person. But I also think she's been really like nice and like work, like welcoming and warm to, to Jen as well. So I'm, I'm liking this side of Emily. Yeah, no, it's relatable. I mean, she pumped Noella up to throw the flowers away, which I mean, all of it is just too much. I haven't watched Noella's appearance on Watch What Happens Live. I might watch and just see, like, what bullshit she spews next. But it's all too much. All that to say, OC, are you liking it so far? Like, what's your take from a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, like, amazing and 1 being, like, meh? I mean, we're never going to be back to, like, family van, my sister, my soulmate. Like, I, I think we're... It's a long road to get back to what I would say was the peak of Orange County, which is really Vicky and Tamara. Like, honestly, you can't, it'd be really hard to argue to say since leave them leaving that the show has picked up. I think it's been on decline. However, compared to last season, um, which was just awful, I, it, I think it's better. I think it's lighthearted. I think uh, I would put it in the category of if I wasn't doing a podcast, I don't know if I'd watch it live every night or try to watch it every week, but it might be one of those that like I save a couple episodes during like a nap time on a weekend when I don't really feel like doing anything. And I just like lay on the couch and watch them while scrolling my phone. So I give it. I didn't have summed it up better than that. That was very specific, but I totally get it. It's folding laundry show. Yes. Background. It's background music. It's not, I'm not intently watching it. Like I am Salt Lake, like Salt Lake I actually have been watching the episodes twice because I watch it one time through and we take notes as we're watching so that we can do this podcast, which might be surprising to some people because it probably seems like we're just saying whatever the hell comes into our heads. But which we is do take true. <laughs> we just yeah, very valid. Both 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 sides of the coin are correct. Um, but I'll watch it one time through because I don't want to miss anything while taking notes, and then I will then go back and watch it and take notes. Um Salt Lake is definitely one I'd put in the category of like, watch it every week because you're going to hear people talk about it and then you're going to miss it. And I mean, this last episode, I think the episode, so we took a break over the holidays and that, that lunch though, we didn't get to cover it. That was insane. It was so, but let's, let's start with this week because a lot of it carried over. Um, I'm loving Jenny. Jenny, you know, Jenny didn't need this fake storyline of the sister wife. She could have done it just by being Jenny. I, okay. So the whole thing that pisses me off about Meredith, and I know she's trying to come after this on, on Twitter, but if someone says something that's offensive, then you should correct them in the moment. Like her backing up Mary is very confusing to me. And I hope that Andy gets to this in the reunion side note, they started filming the reunion this week when you're listening to this podcast. Um, so I just, I mean, it's like, okay, no, Mary, Jenny, excuse me. Jenny has a temper because you're making a racially <laughs> remark, racial remark towards her. Like I would have a, a, a temper too. Like it's not that hard to understand. So that whole conversation, I don't get. I was really disappointed that Meredith said, 
I would, I would, I, I don't know if I'd call it racist. I'd call it inappropriate. I was like, um, no, I, I think we can all agree saying slanty eyes, anything that, anything that people have, anything about them, I think that in the past um, has been used to make them feel less than because they're different might not, it just isn't something like you necessarily draw out on someone. You can say that she has beautiful eyes. That's what she's trying to say. I think you have beautiful eyes. So why do you have to add slanty to it? Exactly. Like anytime you're calling out a feature that's specific specific to a a minority group, it's offensive. Like it's not polite. And really what Mary should have done was, I apologize. I did not understand how that sounded, that I hearing your take – I apologize. Ultimately, at the end of the day, when someone feels what Jenny is currently feeling in that moment, they just want to be heard and heard that you apologize, not that you double down on it. <laughs> yeah. like, then later say, no, I really do. Like, like, no, just don't say that. So I'm curious to see how that's going to be handled um, in the reunion and the marry of it all. I mean, I think she needs to be held accountable. I do think like, as we get into this space with housewives, listen, most of these people on reality TV, we know they're not angels and no, none of us are. Like truth be told, where none of us are angels, we all will have said things that we regret. But like Abby and I have said time and time again, we're big on accountability and people showing that they can grow from a moment. I'm not, we're not quick to cancel people immediately. Some people definitely deserve it because of a lot of strikes against them. But in general, I think as a culture, we need to move to a place where people are just held accountable and give them the opportunity to grow from it because or else no one's ever going to want to say anything ever again, or just be honest with what they're thinking. Like, I think there's ways to go about it without being an asshole. So stop being an oh, asshole, for sure. Mary. <laughs> I mean, I like kind of got semi called out in a very nice way. I was like, we can have a little powwow about this after the meeting. And someone's like, sent me a message was like, Hey, I don't think you meant anything by it, but a powwow is like a sacred meeting in the Indian culture. So like saying like, you mean like a small meeting or a quick discussion. So next time just say, quick discussion. And I had never thought about it that way. And like, I think it is one of those phrases that unfortunately is commonly used. And so like, you don't, you just don't think about it. And then I was like, you're right. Like basically what I'm trying to say is let's have a quick, quick debrief. And so I should have just said that same for Mary. Like she should have been like, I'm sorry, I was trying to give you a compliment. I, I, my own ignorance, I wasn't aware of that. I'll be really mindful of it moving forward. I'm really sorry. I upset you, but I want you to know, I think you have beautiful eyes. Like, I think that would have been a great way to handle it versus like, well, I don't, you know, I don't see that as a bad thing. And I don't understand why that would be racist. And then I was really happy though, that Lisa Barlow stood up and was like, well, I've, on, I've been upset about something you said in Aspen for a while. I want to bring or veil. She's like, I want to bring it up because it really bothered me when you called Jen a Mexican thug. I was shocked that Mary was like, I would never say that. That's not my vocabulary. I'm like, roll footage. Like it just, it's, I think this is why I believe the rumor that Mary isn't going to go to the reunion because she's probably watching this is like, Oh shit. I said all these things and I don't want to have to face the music. It's like TBD. I, so we saw like, there's like a fake tweet from a fake account that she wasn't there. And then there's people saying she was there. So I'm going to err on the side that she was there, but I would not be surprised if we get some sort of a walkout from Mary. Um, that, that wouldn't shock me because it's like, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. 
So it was an interesting, it was a good episode. I also love that Jenny brought back the shoes and then Jen Shaw wants it. It's really weird with Jen Shaw because what she's being um, alleged of from a crime perspective is so horrible. But then at the same time, there's a tiny bit of me that finds her like a little bit likable. It's very conflicting. Oh, it's very conflicting. Well, and I think the the Bravoholic posted this and we shared it. It was like the villain we expected and the villain we got. I think we all like Jen is kind of like, you know, denying it. She's not coming forward and saying she did any of it, which I mean, honestly, I don't think any of us thought she'd be like, you're right. I I was in the, you know, I did defraud all these people and I'm going to have to like face the music for it. But I think all of us have just been so shocked by Mary's behavior and the way that she continually says racist or inappropriate, depending on how you define it, but just rude things about people's appearance, regardless. I mean, she's really, I mean, everyone is a target. She said something bad about Heather's appearance. She has made a comment about Jenny's appearance and she's made, you know, comments about Jen's actions um, in a way that are extremely inappropriate. I don't think any of us were expecting that part of Mary. So it's like, that's where all the focus is going. Like Jen Shaw should really send Mary like a a fruit basket for (laughs) Taking some like, of the heat off of her. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Salt Lake has been great. I'm ex- curious to see how this continued, how they continue to deliver. Um, I'm a little sad that it's ending, but that means we'll get summer houses coming up again. New Jersey, which looks explosive and amazing. We covered the trailer on our Patreon. So I can't wait. And honestly, I don't think Southern Charm and Beverly Hills are that far behind. Like, I think April, May, we'll get one of those too. So there's, I mean, I know that seems like a a ways away, but we're going to have New Jersey and Summer House to get us through to spring. And then we're going to be bringing in Southern Charm and Beverly Hills. Like a lot to look forward to. Awesome. Well, this brings us to our show with our shout out. Um, you guys know the drill. We're going to surprise each other with <laughs> what we're going to say. So I'm going to go first and I'm going to give shout outs to our pets and dogs and beloved animals. I recently lost my dog. His name was Jackson. He was with me for 14 years and I have peace with it. Um, it was truly his time, but I just not having him around. I have this found like they're just such silent companions and are always kind of there for you, no matter how wrong you might be or happy you might be. They're just, it's like a, a kind of it's love. It's really unconditional. It's yeah. really an unconditional love. So, I mean, I know no animal's going to hear this, but you animal lovers will appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> but you don't I don't know. We could be big with like dogs or cats. Yeah. I mean, possibly we could soothe their voices, but I know you animal lovers will appreciate it. And I just kind of wanted to share that a little bit with you and just kind of continue to give a nod to my man, Jackson, my little guy, Jackson. I mean, and not to like, this isn't turning into a Jackson tribute or memorial, but that dog, I mean, they say cats have nine lives. I don't know how many dogs have, but he really lived all of his lives. Oh my gosh. I'll just share like quick little anecdotes. So Jackson lived to be 16. He was with me for 14 years and he's lived a life. This dog has been in storm drains twice. Um, (laughs) Firefighter department has had to come out. One of them, one of the times I had to like literally flush him out and put water. He has gone into a hole and like fought a possum and like lived. He has ran away and ended up in like a shopping center where a police officer like literally took him in and then we had to then bail him out from the shelter he was at. He has truly, 
I mean, I could go on a, oh, he's got hit by a car. <laughs> I mean, you guys, because like, got, so I'm saying like Jackson lived. He like, really lived. And we, I mean, aside from the years when we had kids um, where he was kind of had to share the attention a little bit, but he really, really lived it up, had all the lives and these stories like make me laugh. So I'm glad that we get to kind of celebrate that. Yeah. I, there's so many Jeff. I think mine is my favorite is um, when he was gone for a few days and you found him in like that storm grain, <laughs> like yeah. just, ch- just chilling. And he was fine. Like, that's the thing with all these, he like returned unscathed. It was like, he was unbothered by all of it. He enjoyed the adventure. He was an adventurous dog. Yes. And his prime, that dog loved some adventure. He was a rat terrier for those of you who are curious too. Anyhow. Um, well, I had a hard time picking a shout out cause there were so many things that we could go with this week. Um, I mean, Betty White, uh, and Kanto, which I am obsessed with under the pressure. I know everyone loves, we don't talk about Bruno. I think, um, under or under the surface, I think that song actually is the best one, but so many ways we could go, but instead I'm going to go with my shout out to baby Stefan's number three coming this July. And this is my first time telling what? Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> For those listening, this is how I decided to tell Vanessa. Oh my God. Stop. Um, yeah. Are you serious? So I'm dead serious. I am pregnant. Um, I'm a little over three months. And yeah, so this will be my third. Oh my God. Surprise. Uh, my jaw is dropped. <laughs> and I just told you I had a dream you were three months pregnant. I know. That's why I was like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, she's on to me. <laughs> she Holy knows. Holy shit. I know you like manifested it or it was like a premonition. It was it very was weird. Yeah. I legit, you guys was telling Abby how I had a dream and she was three months pregnant and it was, I don't even remember what else I said, but you said I was due in May, which I was like, well, your math is a little off, but you were right on with being three oh months pregnant. Oh my God. I, yeah. my jaw is dropped. Um, I'm not going to so, let you guys belabor my like ugh, heavy breathing of my shock right now. So we will wrap and I will up say, show. so I thought it would be fun to uh, like uh, tell V and surprise her via um, our podcast. But also for those of you that listen, you can get to be in on the secret for a little bit um, as well. Cause I probably won't post about it on our main Instagram for like a week or two. Um, so you guys get to be in on this secret. And I am also using it as a social experiment to see which one of our friends actually listen to our podcast, <laughs> which Abby, is kind of the most Abby thing to do. <laughs> like legit, like a social experiment. You're like, this is baby number three. I'm going to make things interesting. You're going to have to figure it out. Wow. Well guys, I mean, after that announcement, you guys got to give us five-star rating. Come on. Give us a five-star rating, a five-star written review. We've got an exciting guest coming up next week. I'm so excited for you guys to hear that. But please, 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 the ratings, the reviews, we say it all the time. It really does make a difference and helps us with our credibility in this world of podcasting to get some amazing guests on the show. And then if you want to support us monetarily, I mean, we got another baby coming. Um, (laughs) Consider checking out our Patreon where we put out our weekly headlines and like pop culture and just more banter from Abby and I. Feel free to check that out. Patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. You can join for as little as $3 a month. Um, So with that, guys, I can't believe it. We'll catch you (laughs) next week. 
Imagine a vacation waiting outside your door when you get home. Discover a new way to escape the stress of everyday life. Picture soothing jets massaging your back, relieving all your aches and pains. Sleep soundly without medications or supplements. Call 1-877-861-4672 to get $1,250 in instant savings, including free delivery. Call 877-861-4672 now or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment. 